0: Real Life Conversations is a new podcast focusing on biblical discussions for Christian life. Please note that this podcast involves discussions with individuals from different backgrounds, denominations, and different spiritual walks of life. These conversations are not designed to put denominational stakes in the ground. Rather, these conversations are to help others pursue God, grow an understanding of the Bible, walk in step with the Holy Spirit, and experience real life change. If you have any questions or prayer requests, please email real life conversations at myelevationcc.org. Well, welcome to episode six of Real Life Conversations, Biblical Discussions for the Christian Life. And during the summer months of 2023, we are talking about worship, why we worship, what is worship, and how we worship. And I am so completely honored to have our guest here for this podcast with Sonia Isaac and Lily Isaacs, representatives of the Isaacs. Welcome, oh, ladies. Thank thank so good you. to have you. you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourselves?
1: Well, we're a family group, and we've been around as long as dirt, a <laughs> long time. Speak yourself. Mom. Yes, speak for yourself. <laughs> uh, so... Uh We actually started the Isaac's name uh, in the late 70s. So my children were born mid-70s, and so they were little, but their father and I traveled in a van, and we started singing in churches locally after we both got saved. And that blossomed, you know, one year after another, after another, and all the years. And We got our first bus, and then my kids were teenagers, but all of their lives they could sing, and they happened to pick up an instrument of choice when they were very young. Sonia, she picked up the mandolin when she was about seven years old and kind of learned on her own and got some pointers, but she could always sing the same way with my son Ben. He was 11 or 12 when he started playing the bass. And Becky, we had to put a guitar in her hand when she was 12. (laughs) She was a shy one. But just ever since they were born. We've always been a traveling family. We love the Lord. Uh, We base our whole mission and working on the road is to try to spread the good news of the Lord Jesus and, and just carry ourselves where, you know, even if we get to a place that's secular and we have an opportunity to perform, we try to act the godly way. And people don't invite us to come preach. They ask us to come sing. So we always try to give a positive message and it's a beautiful thing to see how it works because so many times we perform and don't even realize that what we have to say is that important to them yeah. you know but that's how we got started and we're a family group right now we have other musicians that are part of our band and uh, we are just call the Isaacs
0: yeah most and,
2: importantly most of us were born in Ohio so yes and Buckeyes. that brings
0: you yes. right to here Buckeyes now I'm originally from Wisconsin so I'm a Badger Wisconsin? fan but Wisconsin that's why I said Sonia <laughs> But Sonia, uh, when you picked up mandolin and we're learning, do you have any uh, mandolin players that you look to that helped you?
2: Absolutely. Um, Sam Bush is a, a just an icon in bluegrass music. Um, Ricky Skaggs, That's one what of my I thought. favorite mandolin players. Doyle Lawson, yep. um, because Doyle plays so clean and smooth, but he's a little bit more simple when he plays. He plays more simplified uh, patterns and things like that. Um, it's just So basically those, um, Adam Steffi, who played with Allison Cross for many, many years, was a huge hero of mine. So all those and many more.
0: Have you been able to play with most of those?
2: Yeah, we've done some shows with Sam Bush. Um, Adam Steffi, actually, it's kind of funny. I did a country deal. I stepped out of the group for like a year or so in 2000, and two maybe and uh, Adam remember. Steffi had left Allison Krauss and so he was available so he came and played with the Isaacs while I was kind of doing my radio tour and all that stuff and I did not know so that. we got to know him very well mm-hmm. and wonderful guy and um, who else we played um, with Ricky a lot of Ricky's times guys, yeah. Yeah. Ricky's our neighbor yeah yeah door <laughs> door we love Ricky we played them all the time on the Opry and um, just very good friends with he and Sharon and all and the boys and Dora Lawson we've Dora, known yeah. him for years yeah too. so I've been blessed to meet and get to know all of them
0: that is great this is truly a treat for me. Um, like I've told you a little bit, but I actually have been following the Isaacs since 1996. Um, I saw you at Rockford, uh, Illinois, and then uh, I've seen you guys about 10 different times. Aww. And uh, my life is all about worship and music. And so the Isaacs are right up there for for me and, and my household in our worship. And when the Lord called me into ministry, I was actually performing professionally at Sight and Sound Theaters, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And your song, I told you in the bus, but he's taking care of me, was a song my wife and I literally sang in bed almost every night because we literally were walking in faith. I didn't sign my contract to perform again the next year because the Lord was calling me into ministry, but we didn't know what was going on. Mm -hmm. So it's those things that you, I think, stories that you're not going to hear until paradise. And when there's just a line of people saying, thank you. And I think going into worship, we always say worship is a sacrifice. And I think a lot of people have a perception of artists, especially like you all who have been very successful. Grand Ole Opry members, uh, Gospel Music Hall of fame <laughs> and uh, the list goes on and on. Uh, Dove Awards, right? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people perceive that you just have it made. But I do think from knowing the professional background, you sacrifice your family, you sacrifice life by being on the road sometimes 24-7. Um, what have you learned from that perspective of what worship is day after day, night after night, on the bus from different venue to different venue?
1: Well, I know that when I'm at home through the week, I take time in the morning. The morning is my worship time. Mm. I wake up and I'll have a cup of coffee and then I start talking to God and I thank him for everything in my life how he's touched our bodies and shielded us and given us opportunities and for the friends we've got to be you know just that way and then there's a lot of people that ask me will you pray for me and I have them on my hearts and I'll do that so that's my morning that's when I really get into worship. Uh, worshiping on stage, worshiping behind stage. I'll tell you something that really touched me in the way that we worship and the way that we're a family together. Uh, You know, we live in the same area within two or three miles apart, but we're not together every day, but we are on the road. But this past spring, we were honored to open up for Reba McIntyre on tour. So it was a six-week tour, and it went from California to New York, and we were just so blessed. She invited us, and we did a 40-minute set before they started. It was amazing. But one thing that really touched me was we kind of have this family tradition, that if we're doing a, a, a date that is maybe a little bit out of our comfort zone, it could be at a th- big theater or a huge, Madison Square Gardens, where we were, things like that, that we gather together behind the curtain backstage, my family, we hold hands, and we pray Mm. for God to use us, to God to anoint our voices and let the message just pour, the the Holy Spirit just show in what we're doing. So that started, and all of a sudden, we started seeing some staff and tech people that were behind stage, and they'd watch us praying. So (laughs) we invited them over, and we said, do you want to join us? Well, the next week, somebody else joined us. By the time the tour was almost over, we had 20 people in our circle almost of artists and band That's members so yeah. and tech people. And it was amazing just to see, to invite them into our circle of worship. Hmm. It was a beautiful thing. And I'll never forget that experience. That's Reba, great. Reba's boyfriend, Rex,
2: um, Rex Lynn, he's... Um, He's very sweet. He was on most of the tour with us, and and Rex got to where he would run out there every evening before he was introducing <laughs> us. He wanted he it? wanted to introduce us every night because he became a fan of ours, and um and so he would run. He would say, "Come on, Rex, pray with us." And and then every night he would run out before the show, and he'd be like, "Did I miss the prayer? Did I miss the prayer?" And you know, he even led the prayer a couple times. <laughs> sure and so it was did. just real And Reba would have been right out there, but she was always in hair and makeup at that time, and so and people it was don't just really see cool. that.
0: No,
1: but it's, we know it. You know, I mean, that's that, to me that was a great blessing.
0: I was just going to say, it reminds me of uh, Hezekiah 4, 6. It's not by might nor by power, mm-hmm. but by my spirit. And if we don't engage with the spirit and humble ourselves, we're going out in our own strength. Yeah. But what were you going to say, Sonia?
2: Worship has become, it's become so important to our family. We, we have our different means of worship. As mom said, we'll always, we pray together. We're a family that believes in the power of prayer and We always have, you know, spirit-filled prayer, praying out loud, praying together, and, you know, and worshiping the Lord through prayer is one way, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, but we've found that our worship has intensified and maximized at times in our life when our struggle has been the greatest. In fact, in 2015, we recorded an album called um, Nature Symphony in 432, and the subtitle was A Journey from Pain to Praise. And we, our family was going through hell. I mean, it was, Ben had a family member who was battling extreme addiction, who Mm. had just entered um, rehab. Um, My mother mom's passed away. Mother passed away. 95. She, yeah. Um, oh. And Becky had been battling, well, for many years, um, Crohn's disease and, and issues that the Lord actually healed her, but she still had some anxiety issues and things that she had to overcome because of medications she, she took for a decade.
0: I remember a concert I went to probably about five years ago. It was here in Westchester, and she almost didn't make it on stage. Wow. Well. Because, Rebecca, because... Yeah something was going on and they surrounded her in prayer and Mm -hmm. everyone rejoiced because it was a miracle that God touched her to get her on stage. So many
2: times he's done that and that I lost a baby that year. I was six months pregnant and so all of that was raining down on us at the same time and the only way we got through it was through worship and through praising God on the stage, off the stage, you know, proclaiming how good and how faithful he is when you're in the middle of the battle and Through that came the songs that we were writing, and like the the testimonies just were were so powerful at that time. And the Lord just really used the struggle to help us find Him closer and dearer. And that's the way He is. You know, there's nothing that is wasted. You know, the hardships of life and the trials that come against you, those will push you closer to God if you let them. And that's what he desires of us. And so I think that's why we should count it all joy when we're persecuted for his name. Like all the things that we have to go through in life that nobody wants to go through, create worship. And that's a beautiful thing.
0: You know, we're in Blanchester, Ohio, which is very much rural. And so we have a lot of farm territory. And a farmer told me, he said, with fruits and vegetables, the truth is the harsher the environment and the harder the winter The richer the fruit and the richer the vegetables. (laughs) And so if you have a really difficult, cold and bitter winter, the fruit and vegetables that sustain and endure are the best of the crop. And so I myself (laughs) can agree with you. It's been a very hard couple years, but that is when we decide to worship not because of how we feel, but because of who he is. And when we connect with that kind of worship, that's when he reveals his character to us and we grow more like his son. So that's, that's awesome. Mm, Many of our listeners probably have heard your testimony. You share about, uh, was it your grandmother that was in the Holocaust?
1: And my mother and
0: father. Your mother and father. What are some lessons of worship that you learned from your mother and father's stories? Well,
1: my mother and father were born Jewish. And of course, they're Holocaust survivors. They spent two years of their lives in concentration camps, lost most all of their family in the war. My mother had a brother and a sister living after. Her family was all destroyed. My father had one brother living out of five children. When they were taken away, never saw them again. So it was a horrible time for them. But somehow they survived. And they were married in Germany where they were liberated from Dachau. I was born in Germany. And we came to America when I was two years old, so growing up with my parents wasn't easy, <laughs> uh, because we came to a new country together, and my father had to learn how to have a job. So my uncle that was here taught him to be a bread baker. My parents went to night school to learn English, and it was rough. You know, we struggled, but we were proud to be Americans. We became citizens when I was nine, Mm. and uh, it wasn't an easy life. My father had a lot of trauma from the war, and he became an alcoholic, and most of my young life, that's what I remembered about him. So we'd go to the synagogue on the holidays. My parents were very tied to Judaism, but they weren't religious. If that makes any sense. Sure does. Uh, You know, we didn't go to synagogue every Saturday and observe a lot of those things. But I was very aware of the fact that I was Jewish. So to say that we worshiped in our home, I don't know that we actually did growing up. I hate to say it but I wasn't even sure if there was a god. I no. thought, well, maybe and we'd have a mezuzah hanging over every doorpost in the house, so I would always kiss the mezuzah just in case. <laughs> That's what I do, you know. Just to cover the just bases. Just to cover right? the bases. <laughs> but I didn't really know anything about worship or or Jesus until I was sure. 22 years old. And I met my husband, my ex-husband now, uh, in New York City. We were both into music. I was a folk singer and had a deal with Columbia Records. He was a bluegrass singer from Kentucky with a band. We sang in the same nightclub for six weeks in New York City, Greenwich Village, New York. <laughs> so we met, we dated for a year, we finally we got married. His father was a preacher. He's the baby child of seventeen children and his father was a preacher. I never met anyone like him. Wait, He'd probably 17 never children. seventeen children and he was wow. the baby. I'd never met anyone like him. He'd never met anyone like me, but we got married. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a long story, but after we were married about a year, we moved to Ohio where his work was. He had a brother got killed in a car accident. It was tragic. So that's the first time I had ever been in a church in my life was that funeral. And I saw a community of people that loved each other, and it was new to me. I didn't understand it, but it was nice. It was a different feeling. I felt uncomfortable because I'd never been in a church before, and my parents wouldn't like it. But because of that funeral, I wound up in church again another night, a few nights later, not to get into a lot of detail. But the night that I went back, something happened to me. I can't actually say that I got saved that night, because I didn't understand what it even was. But when the people were worshiping and singing and praising the Lord, the pastor got up on the pulpit and made... Uh, an invitation to prayer Hmm. and I invited people to come forward and I didn't want to do that I was embarrassed I thought this is not my thing I'm Jewish I'm in a church so somehow I got down on my knees and I put the coat over my head in the back pew (laughs) and I cried I just cried but I love to say this the minute my flesh hit the floor God already knew my heart he and met that's, you there. He met me there. And when I found out Jesus was Jewish like me,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I had to research it. I had to look it up. So that was the beginning of my walk. And since then, I have developed uh, my own worship through the Lord. He's my Yeshua, Messiah, counselor, friend, redeemer, protector, provider, you name it.
0: Keep going, yeah. I know.
1: That's who he is to me. And I I love the Lord with all of my heart. And, you know, my kids grew up knowing both cultures, and uh, they're kind of mixed up but <laughs> we honor our Jewish heritage but Aren't we're we grateful all? for our <laughs> mm-hmm. we're grateful for our relationship with Jesus and
2: mom i think it's important you know to answer his question about you know how did your parents lead you to worship in a roundabout way they did that because when they found out that you became a believer they
1: rejected her yes and that was that was when you became That's comfortable right. Calling on Jesus, right? I'd lost my family because when word got back to my family that I was going to church and I was believing in Jesus, my parents called me on the phone. I was at my job and they said, if you don't give up this crazy stuff you're doing, you can forget about ever coming home again. We don't want to talk to you this way. You can't do this to us. You're the black sheep of the family. And my parents are Holocaust survivors. Did I ever want to hurt them? No. I wanted to bring them joy and, and, you know, them be proud of me. And the conversation just ended. I said, I can't lose what I found.
0: Mm. And
1: they didn't talk to me for a year. I'd call, and they'd hang up on me. And it really hurt. So I felt like I was alone. So I ran to the altars. And Jesus became my father. He became my mother. He became my people. I'd lost everything. But then when Ben was born, my first, their first grandchild, they couldn't stay away. Mm. So I, after a year and a half, that's the first time I saw them. And through that walking alone, feeling like I was all alone in the world is when I drew the closest to Jesus because he became my everything.
0: A dear pastor friend of mine out of Dawsonville, Georgia, when he does altar calls, a lot of times he will actually take five minutes to try to talk you out of following Jesus. And he says, you may lose your friends. Mm-hmm. You may even lose your family and relatives because they don't want you to, to be any part of this crazy religion. And he goes on and on yeah. about how you have to lose your life. Mm-hmm. And then wow. it just becomes so rich because it's like so often people, what tastes and see that God is good, but they don't realize that it costs our life yeah. to wow. follow him. It's amazing. Um, Israel, your last trip to Israel, do you want to just talk a little bit, maybe some sure. highlights? Or? We
2: love to talk about Israel <laughs> uh, because of our heritage being the Holocaust survivors and because we're believers of Christ. We yeah. love Israel. We have, we have a double love for Israel. And I bet they love you. Yeah. Well, we, have, and we have family. Yes, we have relatives that still uh, live there that went there after and during the war um, when Israel first became a nation. So we love Israel. We take frequent trips. We love to take our fans and friends that want to go to Israel. So we host tours every other year we go to Israel. You should come with us. Um, We just went in May. And we usually do like a 10 to 12 day tour and we have a fabulous trip. We have services all over the land of Israel and all the major holy sites. We'll sing some songs and have scriptures and we'll have a baptismal service in the Jordan river. We go on the sea of Galilee in an old first century replica Jesus boat and have a service right on the water. And it's, everything just comes alive to you. The Bible goes from black and white and red to, to multicolored 3d. I mean, it just comes alive. And so, you know, that's a passion of ours. Uh, to go to Israel. We're planning to go back. We're still trying to solidify the dates, but I'm believing it'll be like the first week of May around that time frame of 2025, not 24, 25. So you got like a year and a half. If anybody wants to go with start us. Start planning. Mm-hmm. Theisaacs.com, we have information or the Isaacs on Facebook. We'll start advertising it once we get those dates. And we love it. We love to bless Holocaust survivors yeah. and orphans in Israel. The Lord That's led awesome. us to do that in 2018. We started a nonprofit called the Isaacs Foundation. And, um, you know, the Lord told us to bless the beginning and the end, so we bless the elderly, the Holocaust survivors, and the orphans, which is, you know, the beginnings. And Where
0: the can end. listeners get more information for that?
2: On com once oh for the foundation yeah. the mm-hmm. org. okay the org, and i believe it. there's a link on the yeah. isaacs.com oh. that's okay. easier so, so Isaacs, for the
0: trip will be your
2: the trip will be on the isaacs.com when okay. we get the brochure and sure. all that stuff we're working on it now solidifying dates so i'm but i'm just for people's calendars <laughs> uh 2025 probably the first week of may will be the, the majority
1: of and the this sure. will be our 18th trip In the last 30
0: years. What was a highlight that comes to (laughs) mind from this last trip?
1: I know what you're going to (laughs) say. Okay. So we had a dinner and a party for, we invited 100 Holocaust survivors. I I, was 50. And soldiers. And soldiers together. Mm -hmm. Israeli. When you live in Israel and you turn 18, you have to go into the army. Boys and girls just alike. So we had this big party, dinner. So we had the Holocaust survivors show up and the Israeli soldiers and the orphanage was represented too. So after we did a concert, we got up and sang some Hebrew songs. And so all of a sudden, you see these young 18, 19-year-olds walking to the front of the uh, dinner area and pick up the hand of a 90, 95-year-old Holocaust survivor and start dancing. You're kidding me. And they were dancing for 15 minutes. Beautiful. As beautiful. It was the most touching thing I've ever seen. In my How life. Just do you the love.
0: sing? Keep singing. You cry. Watching, huh? It was
1: beautiful. It was just. And we so only touching. know two songs in Hebrew, so it was a really long but version. But it was great. <laughs> that that was that was one of the highlights on this trip to me. It was. Yeah. It was beautiful. Um, I, I always love, uh, the Sea of Galilee service. That's
2: always a highlight to me just, and, and for me, you know, because we've been so many times, we've seen everything, although they are still excavating and there's always new things that they're, that they're finding. So you, you'll see something new nearly every time you go, if you go every couple of years. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but that just going out on the Sea of Galilee and having that service, um, it's amazing and, and getting to experience something that you already love with people that have never seen it before to me that's always that's the reason why we do it i mean we've already been we could go for a lot less hassle ourselves and just go visit israel but for us the thrill is to get to take people that's their bucket list they've always wanted to do it they don't know who to go with we know how to provide an incredible precise safe um, affordable trip to israel and because we're Jewish and Christian, they get the full package. So <laughs> plus, they fun. get to hear and be with <laughs> yeah, the Isaacs. Sing, yeah, so, Love that. Fun. so come with us next year. Well, if or Lord dinners. willing, right? <laughs> Lord willing.
0: Lord 25. willing. Oh, that would be great. Twenty twenty-five. <laughs> yeah. I actually went in two thousand thirteen with my wife. We wouldn't have went, but uh, they had a pastors' breakfast here. Our Star ninety three point three radio, and I won the grand package <gasps> oh, of wow. a round trip. Oh. Pa- wow. all paid and I uh, took my wife and we went in January two days after a blizzard in Jerusalem <gasps> and so there was nobody Aww. and we actually had full access to the tomb area oh I sat goodness. in there for Aww. almost five minutes by wow. myself That's a long time it was so be, cool yeah, and then Mount precipice same. was my yeah. favorite oh, where they tried pushing Jesus off yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, there's like it's it's all stone and gravel but my wife has this relationship with god you know like some people see butterflies in the middle of winter and different things she finds four-leaf clovers everywhere she goes and in mount precipice where there's no grass (laughs) there's a four-leaf clover, and she found it it's so crazy but we have a couple minutes left let's just have fun let me just ask (laughs) you a couple questions in in, in your traveling and going around, uh, what is your favorite food that you have had as you travel?
1: <laughs> you
2: answer this one. Well, is big boy t- is like today. always at the top because... That's
0: hilarious <laughs> we, that that's where you go, stopped today.
2: today. <laughs> well, listen, we grew up in Morrow, which is close to here. And we grew up on Frishes and Gold Star and Skyline. Did you have Skyline yet? yet? We have not yet, but we love Skyline. You don't have it in Tennessee. We love to get Skyline. You can get the cans at the Kroger and Home in Tennessee, but we don't get Frishes or anything like that. So... You know, no matter where <laughs> we go, we always find a Frisch's when we're in Ohio, Kentucky or Indiana.
0: Should call me. We live two minutes <laughs> from that Frisch's. Oh,
2: We should. But uh, I don't know. Other than that, anything in New York City is the best. So, yeah. you know. The, of course. The Italian food up there. The, the Chinese potato food. The potato knish. We, we have this place in, in New York that we love to go to in Chinatown called WoHop's. Oh, yeah. The best yeah, Chinese always, food I've heard of that. We always go to WoHop's and eat Chinese food. Yeah, we love that. We like that. anything. And, and
0: cheesecake. Foods.
1: Yeah. Cheesecake. Yes. Oh, Speaking cheesecake. of cheesecake, this is not in this continent, but when we go to Norway, there's a soup that they make. Sonia, what's it called? Rumagroth. Rumagroth. It's like- God
0: bless you. It's
1: like a warm uh, cheesecake soup. Mm. Tastes just like warm cheesecakes. It is so good. And it's a very popular dish in Norway.
0: Wow. So is there a place that you have not traveled to or performed at that you would love to go?
1: What do you think? Australia. Australia you hey, have not Australia. performed in Australia no we have family in Australia that we've never met my we father's brother settled in Australia with their first cousins children and we want to go I want to go to Melbourne Australia well I
0: pray we someone's listening uh-huh. yes. and actually has connections Australia. to Australia everyone we
2: Brazil we have a lot of <laughs> oh. people from Romania Brazil Australia that come to concerts especially when they have like Gather events like weekends where people sure. can come and get a lot for their trip you know so we meet a lot of people that are fans of ours in these countries and yet we've never been to them. Uh, we've been to South Africa, Norway, um, Ireland, Ireland, the Amsterdam, Faroe Islands, Holland. Um, yeah, Amsterdam. Yeah. Um, but not South Africa. Did I say that? Every, Israel, Canada. <laughs> you know, we've been a lot of places, but there's there's a few we would still love to get. That's to.
0: amazing. So, what would you say is your favorite worship song right now in this season of life?
2: Oh. I think uh, Chainbreaker. Is that what it's called? Chainbreaker. Yeah, Chainbreaker. Oh, love that song. If you got I, I pain. Just, a couple years ago, but it still really resonates with me. I love that song.
1: And my, daughters, you, Lily? Wrote, my daughters wrote a song called Lord of My Heart, and it's on our Nature Symphony album. That's still my favorite worship song. I love the words to that song.
0: That's awesome. Last question What is one song that you're looking forward to doing tonight? Looking forward to it. <laughs>
1: Well, I'll speak first. Please. (laughs) We do a song that Sonia and her husband Jimmy wrote called The American Face. Mm. It's the title of one of our albums, and I'm honored to be an American. I know our country seems a little broken right now. It is, but it's still the freest nation in the world. And America gave my family a start when we came here as immigrants it was just a beautiful thing to have a place to go to that was safe and 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 I'm honored to be an american i know a lot of people can't say that nowadays but i am and i love that song the american faith that's looking awesome. forward to it
2: i love when we do through it all because we do people sing along with us on that one yeah and i just love hearing that worship coming from all the people sitting out there Um, Becky's doing a song Most Nights Called The Good Shepherd That is from her New solo album That came out And Becky had a car accident In December Of this past year Really She broke both of her legs Becky's my sister She plays guitar with us And sings Um, Broke both of her legs Had surgery on one of her legs Extensive surgery um, couldn't walk or even stand for two months at the beginning of this year, January and February.
0: That girl is a warrior.
2: Yeah. And uh, I mean, it was definitely the prayers and the mercy of God that has brought her this far. And so she she had just released a solo album right before her accident called Songs That Pulled Me Through the Tough Times. <laughs> Can you believe that? And so uh, we've been featuring one off her record called The Good Shepherd, yep. and, and uh, it's just a beautiful song. And then we do it as well with My Soul, which I always love to, to do. So. Those probably were my, my, the highlight of my night.
0: That's awesome. Sonia, Lily, and the Isaacs, thank you so much for blessing our listeners thank you, thank uh, today. And those listeners, thank you for joining us for episode six on Real Life Conversations. God bless you, and we'll see you next time.